Greetings, peasants. I mean, hello, brave warriors, noble adventurers, and devious dungeon masters. Welcome back to the Knights and Nerds podcast. This is Tim, I'm the Dungeon Master, and I want to say thanks very much for listening to this. Before we get into today's episode, I just want to deal with this giveaway. It is mid-July, and uh, I didn't time the giveaway entirely correctly. I wanted to announce this a bit earlier, but here we are. Um, so, who's going to win the gift card to the Nerdy Chicken Shop of Curiosities? We had a total of 16 qualified entries, so I'm just going to roll a d20, and if it's like 16 and up, I'm just going to keep it for myself. Obviously, I'm kidding. If it's 16 and up, um, sorry, we had 15 total entries, and if it's 16 and up, I'm just going to re-roll it. So let's let's see here. Even though this is going to probably annoy my cat, Scully, who is sleeping on the desk next to me. Sorry, Scully. Well, it's a natural 20. Of course I roll a natural 20 now, and not when I'm fighting my own party. All right, let's try that again. Okay, now I'm annoyed because that's two natural 20s in a row. Okay. One more time. Okay, I'm not even doing this for the sake of the gags. It's three natural 20s in a row, and I swear I will never roll a natural 20 with his dice ever again, like outside of this recording. Okay. Uh, I'm a little perplexed, all right? I mean, this is the one time that I want the d20 to roll just a little bit lower. Okay, that time it's a 16, so I still have to re-roll it. Oh my god. It's another natural 20. Ugh. Okay, finally. It's a three. So the winner is Dalen Lee. Congrats, Dalen. Um, I just put the names in order of... I guess, when the comment was made. Uh, so congrats. I'll reach out to you for your email, and we'll get you that gift card. And I want to thank everybody for entering. Yeah, I'm still I, I'm still having trouble wrapping my head around this dice situation. Yeah, we'll do another giveaway sometime soon. And you know what? Like, if if there's something else that we should be giving away, something more exciting in the in the tabletop RPG sphere, then let me know. Because I am woefully out of touch. I'm I'm like almost 40, so uh, I don't know what's all like what's really cool these days. Anywho, enjoy this episode. What episode number is it? 27? 28. It's episode number 28. And we have a Faerun 4 episode coming out probably um, next week or the week after. So look forward to that. But for now, let's rejoin our heroes. Sarah, Matt, and Kevin, also known as Chai Spice, Thaddeus Ulysses Gamble, and Gutterbird. Okay, so while I'm just opening up my five-page document uh, detailing all the rooms in this underground castle that you're in, uh, last time you began your exploration of the Keep of Amarthane in earnest, and you made some interesting discoveries that the dwarves were able to use magic without Starfall, so they knew magic in the more classical D&D sense of studying and being super smart. They were also really able to plane hop all over the place, but they discovered this place called the Far Realm, and it was full of nope, so they forbade anyone from ever traveling there again. 
you continued into the, I guess, the second to top level. So you were going down. Um, it's kind of confusing because you started your point of entry was at the very top of the keep, right? So you're at the next level down from the top. And you were searching around. You had a bunch of branching corridors, another classic layout, north, south, east, west, all the big directions. And you... All the classic directions. The <laughs> classic <laughs> directions. To say nothing of a southwester, although that may come up. Um, <laughs> all your favorites. And you came across like a big open room that you didn't go into. Got to a T-junction with a one side with barricade and some dwarven skeletons that look like they died in combat. Oh yeah, you did ransack a safe room, which is also where you took your long rest. And you you went into an area that was um, kind of like a block of living quarters where you found a journal and some oozes, which you fought. Sorry, Sarah, what were you going to say? I was going to say, I believe uh, we went back to the vault to long rest so we could lock it behind us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I believe that was my only... I My notes consist of east direction, this thing, west direction, that thing. I'm like, I don't know what level this is on. Where were we going? Did we have... I vaguely recall. So I know we like like we looked through all the rooms that had the living quarters and we found the journal, as you said, and we fought the users, but I think we finished looking at all of those and didn't find anything else too insane. I don't think we had gone... We, we, we know that south is another way to explore. If I'm, this is me trying to remember. I believe south is the other way to explore, and, and but we know it went a, quite a ways, and then there was another branch. And then uh, east is the direction of the Great Hall, where it starts getting colder, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that's where like likely the everything has fallen. Where we and down the west corridor, that's where we found the T junction, the living quarters. But we also were talking about going through the barricade that the dwarves had made with all of their dead bodies. Okay, yeah, but to be clear, like the barricade wasn't made out of dead bodies; it was made of like <laughs> wood and shit. Yes, yeah, but that's, yeah, sorry, wooden shit, and then all of the dead bodies. <laughs> Yeah, dead bodies were kind of like more around the barricade. They weren't the bear, although that would be pretty metal. They were more um, decorative, right? Yeah, they're decorative yeah, they were horses. ornamental. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Did we go to the north direction? That's, that's the only one where I don't have. That's where the that's where you're resting. That's where the safe room is. Ah, right. The vault. Got it. Oh yeah, ah, and I have um, that. yeah, Thaddeus's mall got damaged. Yeah, uh, my mall and my warning star mm. both have a negative one to damage, but that does not mean that they have a negative one to hit. So the mall is still a plus one to hit. It's just normal's damage yep. now. That is correct. Okay. Yeah, that's not the worst. Yeah, it's all in the like the balance of the hilt. That's what gives you that plus one. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got nothing to do with the pitting on the giant at stone all. that hits people. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So, I think we have as options to explore before going east. We've got the the barricade of corpses, a barricade of decorative corpses, and the south corridor. 
what are what what are y'all feeling now that we're all rested and sprightly? Well, uh, can I? I'm feeling yeah, like just... dibsing uh, barricade of corpses for a metal band name. <laughs> I was just going to say barricade of decorative corpses is actually the first album by Theater of the Mind. <laughs> <laughs> it does evoke imagery, does it not? Evocative, provocative. Mm. Oh. I was going to say evocative is still a hit single. <laughs> okay. Anyway, but it's, Tim, I think we cut you off in there. What were you going to say? Well, there was that journal that you had. Um, yes. I think that you might have to make another use of your... One of, I think you have another scroll of Comprehend Languages handy, so I don't know when you want to use that or if you want to use that, but that's just to remind that... I, I do. I, yeah, I think we were going to... Flipping through it, does it seem to be about uh, the mo- majority of a use of a comprehend language spell, or does it seem to be a uh, a quick read? To go through it, probably take you like a short, like oh, not a short rest, sorry, probably like thirty minutes to an hour to to parse everything out of it. Should do? Should I just use the spell? Well, I mean, like technically, I only have to rest for four hours, so I could have done it while yeah, you, you guys have. were. You could have. Okay, shall we? If it's going to take that long, can I also, while doing the comprehend language, like if it's not going to take me the full use of spell, could I do like a straight up, like almost kind of transcription? Like these these shapes equal this word, like for some what might be like keywords? Yeah, like just so that like when, because I'm going to lose the spell, right? Like we only had two uses of the spell. So if it's going to be like, danger in elvish so that i can at least recognize the characters again like can i do a quick like like you know when you used to do like your vocabulary sheets for learning french in school like i want to i want to make like a quick vocab sheet um sure yeah i'll I'll let you make an intelligence check oh not my strong suit (laughs) not my strong suit okay and i think i'll say that like Minimum minimum of, of 10. Like, I'll give you a 10 at the very least because, uh, you know, you're, you've got plenty of time. You're not rushed or under pressure or anything like that. So, you know, if you roll lower than 10 total, we'll just say that it's a 10. But, uh, yeah, so this, this will sort of, I guess, dictate if you come across anything else, how well you might be able to glean any information from things that you come across later on. Well, I rolled a 17. Ooh. So I'm hoping that does mildly well. So I'm going to obviously read, use the, sp- the scroll and read it just functionally and then hopefully be able to retain some of the key vocab slash maybe write some of it down, transfer it into a notebook kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. So this is the journal of uh, somebody who works in a lab, a, like a laboratory area Ooh. of this keep. So okay. they're describing like making spell reagents, um, like potions and, and whatnot. Uh, oh, and okay. based on what you are reading, um, sorry, one sec, you know that the laboratory area is one of the two branching southern corridors. Uh, but that's that's not all. The big thing is it talks about the ritual that Amarthane performed. Ooh, okay. To save the keep. It doesn't go into specifics about what what it did. But it seems to suggest that the 
in, intention to safeguard the secrets of the keep caused the keep to be buried and also prevented anybody from getting out. So it created kind of like this magical tomb. Whether or not that was intentional, they don't know. But you would think that like being buried, dwarves would have no problem like tunneling and stuff, but they were trapped after that ritual. And so eventually, like as you leaf through these pages, it's a chronicling of the different parts of the keep being sort of sequestered off as people like were starting to give into paranoia and forming oh. their own groups and starting to f- fight over dwindling resources and eventually it turned into basically uh, sort of a Hunger Games. Yeah. Pretty much. It's like yeah, it's like Lord dwarf first dwarf first survival. Is it dwarfy dwarf world? Right. I mean, I hear they're tasty. Interesting. Okay, so it is unlikely that if we pass through this barricade, we're gonna like unleash some kind of demon, uh, kind of thing. I was more concerned, like, if we go through these barricades, like, are what were they trying to keep out, slash, could it still be alive? But if it was other dwarves, it is unlikely that they've lived this long. It seems like the barricades were for, like, yeah, more dwarf-on-dwarf dwarf dwarf combat. Yeah, so no, you, you don't think that there's any anything monstrous around there. Okay. Did Was there any mention of, like how to make potions? Or was it just like, I went to work today in the potion lab, Bob was really antsy about the bottles again. Uh, yeah, you think that if you went to the laboratory, you you might be able to find something more useful, but this is his, you know, dear diary sort of thing. Yeah, all right, so you start, you start the day, everybody's refreshed, hit points, spell slots, and uh, half of whatever uh, hit die that you had used. So you tell me uh, your first order of business. Yeah, do we want to keep it keep exploring? I th- I think so. I think we need to. If there's some great thing in the basement of this that was trapped, or we might accidentally open some portal, I would like to see if we could get some other supplies. Like if the potions, like if there's anything in. I mean, obviously they were using up resources, but there might be something we could scrounge together in the potions area. Um, we can at least briefly look at the dwarven body barricade, um, and uh, and see. But I think maybe the potions area would be my priority. I don't. I mean, a lot of we. It took us f- four days to get up here, so it's likely if some if someone saw God's eye, three or four days to get up to the mountain. So like we've got a little bit of a head start on most people, but we shouldn't take too many. Long detours. Well, I mean, GB can send GT to the DBB. Wow. And we can get an idea of what's beyond the barricade. Ah, got it. I was missing what the last one was. (laughs) Uh, The dwarven body barricade. Yeah, me too. I was like, what? Uh, Yeah, do we want to send Grease Trap on a little uh, reconnaissance? I've also still got my owl that I can... Send down. What's the owl's name? Did we name the owl? Uh, you said you were waiting for the owl to give you its name. That's true. I don't know. How we called it Hootie. 
Mm. I don't think it doesn't feel right. I don't know if we actually did officially name it, but I don't know. Fifty percent of the blowfish makes me sad. Uh, either way, we've got options where we can send familiars down. Grease trap has more personality, it's better true. response. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, so maybe maybe let's let's do a quick maybe let's do a quick recon on the on the dwarven body barricade, and uh, E double B. Yep. And we'll see if anything's of interest down that way. Um, if not, then we can just focus on potion and then get to our imminent demise of the pit of uh, God's Eye creature. <laughs> yeah, sounds lovely. You know, except for the death, but we'll cross that bridge when we come to it. We'll get that, yeah. That's options. So is the, the plan for you to uh, wait while Grease Trap does his thing? I, th- I think we have to be mildly close to Grease Trap. I think it's it a thousand. <laughs> Anywhere on the same plane, I think. Oh, isn't it? Is because oh, of his pact? Oh, because of his pact. Yeah, sorry. My familiar is the one that has a distance. What does that mean for me though? Because I know my eyes kind of like they either you know roll in the back of my head or white out or or what have you. Like, so would I be able to to walk with a group if I was simultaneously seeing through? We could lead you somewhere. Okay. And does it, and does that kind of automatically happen, or can he go and explore, and then if I choose to tap in and look through his eyes, or I can choose, or is it like, if he's doing that for me, I, it's it's a given that I will be looking through his eyes? I think you have an option of senses, but I don't actually know at which point you can switch them. So, you can pick, like, we could go on a walk, and Grease Trap could go on ahead. And then partway through, you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm thinking I want to take a quick look. And then you could just use, like, you could form that bond and then look through his eyes, but you'd be blind. Or you're like, mm, I think that there's some noises. Like, I want to I want to hear if there's anything. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then you'd be deaf where you stand, but yeah. you would be hearing as if you were a grease trap. Yeah, I think the thing is, is that he can't give you an indication you know what I mean? Like so, like if you if he just goes and you want to walk along and not pay attention to him, he can't tell you when there's something cool, right? right? But he could. Be, we'd have to wait for him to return and relay that. Yeah. So like, you, we can just sit and you can watch the entire time, or like we can be in one of the close rooms. Like if something goes wrong, you know what I mean? Like we can do something like that. I mean, yeah. If we if we're in a rush, if we have somewhere we need to be, then I'm I'm fine to be led. Um... Or I guess I could just hear. Can ooh? Could he speak to me? Could he speak out loud and I'd hear his voice? Or can I only hear his hearing? Well, let's check our player's handbook here. I think the downside of that would be he'd be heard. Yeah, I think if it's... he's speaking out loud, right? He won't be as stealthy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So see, so seeing might be true. It's the stealthier option. Yeah. Because he can go invisible. Which is bananas. Has Grease Trap... He's never taken damage, right? Not that I know. Also not that I know. Okay. Because I know nothing. I was really proud of that GBGTDBB thing. I think you should be. It still hurts my brain. Yeah, you should be proud. It hurts my brain. (laughs) Because I could not have formulated that. So you've got voice voice of the Chain Master. And just as you can communicate telepathically with your familiar... And perceive through your familiar senses as long as you're on the same plane of existence. So he can just talk to you in your brain, and then you can also see through his eyes. Ideal. All right, yeah. That does sound pretty cool. Let's send him down. Let's cut him loose. 
Okay. Grease trap uh, flutters away down the halls. He's like, all right, guys, see you never. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, and then you're going back to, sorry, to the the laboratory area. I think Grease Trap was going to go down the body barricade. And then did you, did we want to wait or do we want to walk down to the potions at the same time? Might as well just, you know, cover it off and get moving. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I mean, if he can just tell you, he's like, uh, boss, I think you need to see this. Yeah. You can always just like pop into his eyes at that moment. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. Can he call me boss? Can we do that? Um, I mean, yeah. It's, I think that's a conversation I had with Grease Trap. <laughs> yeah, I think you need to discuss no, 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 no. that. We could. I think that's. A <laughs> you, are you too opportunity? Are you too timid to ask, like a hummingbird-sized imp, to call you boss? I am. That's why I went straight to the DM. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you can't do it directly, may as well go with the DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jesus, that took me way too long. <laughs> wow <laughs> sliding into the DMs alright I mean he'll call you boss it might be sarcastically but sure oh I would I hope I choose to uh, to take it at absolute face value <laughs> <laughs> alright um, right so you get to the T-junction you hang out um, assuming that you're using your uh, drift globe for your light source still yep cause I've got a bright idea <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Me. Grease trap relays to you that it looks like a place where these poor dead dwarves used to worship something, and that uh, looks like the starfall came through here, boss. And uh, there's a big old statue in here too. Big old statue. Oh, beyond the body barricade, that's where it came in. Mm-hmm. It could be where the statue of Murden is. Murden's guarding the secrets, right? Oh, God. Okay, so then what's down the east way? We haven't even... We thought, because it was colder, that that's where the god, god's eye came in. Okay, so maybe we we leave that one to last now. We go back to the body barricade after. Okay, so I think the... Does everyone think maybe we investigate the potions, look down the east way, and then go back to the body barricade? Yeah. Okay. Potions! Okay, so you head down towards the potion area. Grease Trap rejoins you. As we're as we're walking along, Thaddeus uh, looks slightly irritable, but only slightly, kind of like a person who hasn't had their morning coffee yet. Thought you might have that slightly irritable bowel syndrome. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm like, it's, why are you? Why are you upset? Well, I I just got accustomed to start my day with. Some sweat and God damn it. Oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Chai just walks away. <laughs> it's been a while. <laughs> there's also, let me tell you, there's also a shawarma related continuity error between episodes 20 and 23. <gasps> no! Yeah. What have we done? <laughs> you th- think you have more shawarma than you, you. You thought you had more shawarma than you did. Damn it. I just want it known for the record that a beholder did it. <laughs> this is based on the dreams of the beholder, and uh, this is not a continuity error. It is just a different timeline. I reject your reality and insert my own. <laughs> exactly like the beholder. Would. <laughs> you s- I mean, not wrong. Speak with uh, misplaced confidence, but let's just move on. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Those are my wedding vows. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the door to the laboratories, uh, the stone door noisily slides open, revealing the laboratory. The room's about 40 feet by 40 feet, and six tables are neatly arranged in workstations. Uh, rusted metal equipment litters some of the tables, and one has a stack of parchment rolls. There's a large rat's nest in the far corner of the room, and you hear rats scurry away from you as you enter. Does it look like there's like an area that they kept completed potions? Like, is there is it any raw materials? What uh, kind of what kind of grabbables are we looking at? So there's like you know your your classic set of beakers. Although everything's so covered in dust, you'd have to go up and inspect each one because just by glancing at it, you can't tell what is a full bottle, if any, or if it's just an empty one that's covered in dust with a stopper on it. Could I, like, druid craft a feather and just start feather dusting some stuff? Mm, sure. <laughs> yeah, just gently. Mage yeah, exactly, <laughs> at a distance. Like. <laughs> okay, uh, does anybody want to make a perception check to search around? I really I sure do. do. Yeah, I think a bunch wow, of Wow, I'm glad I uh, asked. Is it perception or investigation? Uh, perception. Ooh, 25. Yeah. Yes. 12 for me. A Titanic 4. <laughs> you drink the dust. <coughs> Titanic 4. This you time it's personal. You have to blow on it and accidentally breathe in at the same, the yeah. same velocity. <laughs> <laughs> and all you just hear... Out, not in! Out, not in! You just hear in the corner, wow, wow. <laughs> like a cat. Just yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just that horrible pre yeah. pre uh, furball sound yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you think it's the rats but it's just me <laughs> yeah you know how like w- if you drink water too enthusiastically it'll go down the wrong the wrong way oh yeah just, uh, that slight aspiration yeah. yeah have you ever done that when you're not eating or drinking anything you're just sitting there and you're like <coughs> It's your own saliva? Yeah. Yes, oh, I have. Yeah. It actually happened last week. Makes me feel like I was such on a Zoom idiot. call with a client, and I was like, I'm dying, but it's fine. <laughs> Please still pay me. Yeah, basically. <laughs> okay, um, right. So, the you, you start to look through some stuff. The, the scrolls, most of them look like they're half decomposed already and basically half dust. Uh, but you do find a couple of things that are more resilient because they are infused with magics. So you find mm-hmm. you find uh, that most of the um, potion components are, you know, what may have been naturally grown items are now just basically like dusty raisins and kind of useless. But you find one potion that is uh, that has like uh, you know wax cover on it on the top. Okay. Does it look familiar to any other potions I've ever seen? No, it does not. It looks very spiffy. Oh, okay. And uh, you find another scroll of Comprehend Languages and a scroll of Invisibility. Oh. Can I gently... uh, Gently retcon one thing? Gently retcon? Okay. Just a gentle... Is, gentle. Wait, wait, are you trying to correct the shawarma situation? No, that's too far gone. Um, when I was reading the book, the journal, and I was trying to make notes, 
Uh-huh. Can I, I, I would have tried to been paying specific attention for, uh, I pray Moradin protects our secrets. Oh, like those I words see. specifically to be able to translate those or see them. Gotcha. And, like, and know what that would sound like. Like those particular phrases. Understood. Okay. That's all one. Th- that Just gentle aside. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, scroll. So, uh, potion, wax covered, mystery. Intriguing. Uh, scroll of Comprehend Language, and what was the other one you said? Oh, the Invisibility. Mm-hmm. It was a scroll? Yeah. Okay. Two scrolls and a potion. Okay, well, I'm down for that. And that, like, that's basically, like, there's nothing else left to investigate. That's, we've done a thorough... Yeah, you've done a thorough feather dusting. <laughs> And like a little bit more off the feather duster goes in front of Thaddeus's face. He's just like, get <laughs> Okay, I think, uh, I think we're good down on this side. There was another, a branch of this, right? The southern direction. There was another branch. There was, yeah. Or it no? kind of branched off in a sort of a Y pattern. Shall we look at that before we go east? I mean, yeah. sure. Let's just we're doing the sights. We're seeing the town. Filling in the map. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Knowing exit strategies that don't exist. Okay. So you go down that direction and approach another barricade replete with dwarven bones. Similar to the other scenario, although this this looks like um, more crowded. This is clearly the scene of a vicious fight. Uh, any fun weapons kicking around? Uh, there's nothing out of the ordinary that, from what you've seen, they all look, you know, fairly good quality despite the passage of time. Uh, a lot of the armor is pretty uh, beat up and damaged. Okay. Uh, shall we send Grease Trap again? Sure. See what's down here. Also, I didn't realize he was hummingbird sized. Well, maybe that's too small. He's tiny. He's supposed to be tiny, so maybe like Sparrow. Oh, cool. Basically, this whole time I've just been imagining Dobby. Yeah, kind of. But like Dobby with wings is kind of what I was thinking. No, but he's like, Dobby would be small. Dobby's like the size of a goblin. But like, Greystrap is like pocket-sized. So I guess he's maybe the Cornish Pixies from, if we're going Harry Potter references. We are not. No, sorry, Sarah. (laughs) Denied. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck, I guess Sean Astin was in that. Right. <laughs> He's an executive producer. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking EP credits. Always getting yeah, it. He God. was behind the camera. Um, yeah, yeah, so... Uh, no, I think... That I, I didn't mean to be so dismissive. I was just joking. Um, so, yeah, let's, uh, let's scoot him on down. All right. Uh, so he goes... He flutters on down, and uh, he, you hear his little voice in your head. He's like, this looks like where a bunch of soldiers might stay. But uh, they're all dead. And um, there's a big old hole in the floor going down. All right. What is... What are these multiple holes? Title of your sex Can Thaddeus... Can Thaddeus (laughs) go into the... Can Thaddeus go into the room and actually take a look at... See what size this hole is? Like, is it... Oh, title of your sex (laughs) tape. Sorry for interrupting. (laughs) <laughs> Never apologize for art. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just, like, Thaddeus wants to know if this is, like, 
dwarves tunneled in and it's a dwarvish sized mm-hmm. hole and they kind of got in underneath their foes or if it's like oh yeah this is where a giant like ooze yeah, dissolved think... the floor and decided to go th- further down that way or something along those lines based on what we've seen yeah I think I'd probably like to look down this way based on Grease Trap's description you don't suspect there's anything to be worried about in there um it looks similarly undisturbed as many of the other rooms that you've been in. Um, there is a, a... It looks exactly like, Matt, what you said, a, a hole that was deliberately tunneled into the floor. So that would go down a level. You just have to jump down into it. And although... Um, sorry, no, never mind. I was going to say something else, but it's irrelevant. It looks like a. Uh, a it was deliberately made by either somebody coming up through the bottom or or whoever was holding up in the in the barracks here. Okay. Uh Thaddeus is he's much lo- like it's much less worry for on Thaddeus's face now. It was one of the he was just I was just envisioning a giant version of that black oozish thing that ate my ate my weapons. Yeah. Made me say it. Um, any other journals or fun things in this in these quarters? Uh, everyone can make a perception check. Much less dust in here. Not that much less dust. <laughs> Fourteen for me. Eleven. Got a dirty twenty. Okay, Sarah, sorry, you had the dirty 20? Dirty 20. Can you roll a 2d4? Oh, okay. Uh, do you need individual or total? Total, please. Got four. Okay. You find four uh, very finely crafted crossbow bolts next to a basically unusable crossbow. So these ones look like they're as something like specially crafted with the arrowhead while I don't think anybody uses a full-size crossbow unless I'm mistaken about gutterbird they let me take a look at my thing I think I have a crossbow do you have a hand crossbow or a crossbow I think it's the light crossbow Hmm. light crossbow let me get this open here well we'll take us we'll 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 do a little size up if is the caliber uh, correct you think that they might be worth you know um, oh, I was going to take them anyway. Yeah. I was just whether I handed them immediately to GB or not. Yeah. You might get more use out of the gold than out of using them in combat, considering the level of Eldritch Blast that Gutterbird's rocking these days, but yeah. I'll yeah. leave that up to you. In, oh, I'd like... It's more so, can I just, like, stab someone with a bolt? So I have in a light crossbow economy. and a finely crafted crossbow. Oh, wow. Oh. A C-bow is what I've got written down here. Oh, no, you're right. We picked it yeah. up uh, in the same area. We got the javelin, the mall, and oh, the, right. the finely crafted chainmail shirt. Forgot about so all the stuff that I gave you. been way too generous. No. no I wouldn't say that yeah. much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, says so the guy wearing cursed armor. Yeah, exactly. It's like he's... And, and his acid-ridden mall. I think you're... Uh, <laughs> The good Tim giveth and the good, and good Tim, Tim taketh, taketh back. Yeah. <laughs> and on the seventh day, Tim rested. Yeah. Uh, other than that, you know, some some minor personal belongings, but nothing noteworthy. Okay. I 
Uh, I am more inclined to go down that east direction where that great hall was to see what's down there at least. And then I think we should head towards the god's eye. But where, where is everyone at emotionally? Shattered as always. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm in the mood to get this done and over with. I don't... I'm still a little uncomfortable that brass is the way we got here. Yeah. I don't love this. Okay. So I think... Yeah, maybe we head to the east? Very good. We'll do that quick search. See what's... It was like a great room that was cold. Mm-hmm. We can maybe send uh, GT to fly um, around the room. See what's down there. Get that GT snow racer. <laughs> exactly. You wait outside this uh, this big old room. Gutterbird flies in to do a recon, and he says, um, uh, Holy crap, this uh, room's big even for me. More dead dwarves. Man, these dwarves uh, sure are good at dying um, and staying dead. Thanks, boss. And uh, it looks like a throne room. Uh, the throne's pretty big. Some uh, rats around it. A couple statues. And, uh, yeah. The throne's, the throne's a little sparkly, too. Yeah. This has been your eye in the sky. Uh, grease trap. <laughs> <laughs> Shall we go look at the shiny throne? Yeah. <laughs> There is like a moment of deep <laughs> contemplation there. Like, yeah. Thaddeus is going to take the lead. He's going to like take a couple of brisk steps to get ahead of everybody. And he's going to stop at about 60 feet away and is going to do a divine sense to mostly look for consecrated or desecrated places. Okay. It also flags for undead, though. Yeah, it? Celestial Fiend and Undead as well. All right. You walk astride. Um, what looked to have been made like this this is clearly a throne room like the light source as you walk in like your your drift globe the light doesn't touch the corners of the room so this is clearly a room that you don't really have the full scope of yet um beware the shadow <laughs> mm-hmm. uh but you pass you know this is clearly probably the the site of the biggest um melee that you've seen so far historically speaking you know, like a historical melee. Your divine sense, though, you you don't ping anything. You hear the scurrying of rats in a nest somewhere behind the throne, and that's that's about it. I will say so nothing off the throne. N- no, no, not your divine sense doesn't ping anything off the throne. Okay. Um, I will say just to fill out the room a little bit more. The throne is on a tiered stone dais towards the northern side of the room it's kind of intimidating in its design and it's flanked by several featureless stone statues that stand about seven feet high Uh, along the east and western sides of the room are rows of dwarven statues do they look like the it was a hall of heroes or gods that we saw in the other room, does it look like? Do they look like those ones, or are these different? Um, if you spend like a couple minutes just kind of looking, these all look more like historical figures to you, and not like deities. Okay, I think 
More so a line of kings, maybe. Yeah, yeah. something like that. I think You do, on the throne, if you're looking at the throne, like, you do see that there are gemstones embedded in it that, like, ease, are easily noticeable as your light sort of hits it. What are the yeah. chances <laughs> that the throne is also cursed? <laughs> That's why I checked. Yeah. Uh, can I investigate the throne a little bit more intensely? What are you investigating it for, Sarah? The... the Boobies? Yeah, like, it feels a little too pristine. Uh, Can I... I want to check for any, like, traps around it. And then, depending on that answer, I want to see how stealable these gems are. Suddenly, Chai turns small and green like a little loot goblin. (laughs) Like a little tiny loot goblin. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she, she's adopted the Luke Goblin stance as well. Wait, what's the stance? I'm like uh, hunched, hunched over, over with like my fingertips pressed to each other, like, like yeah, mm, finger yes, indention, yes, like mm. Mr. Burns. Yes, like. exactly, like Mr. Burns. Basically, <laughs> it's, it's pretty much the imagery. All right, give me so, a call it Burnsian. perception check. Thirteen. Thirteen. No, I mean you don't see any anything amiss with the the throne. Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna go I'm gonna touch it. <laughs> I'm gonna go I'm gonna go get some of the gemstones out of it. I have adopted a protective stance. Actually, I am going to move within ten feet of Chai. Okay. So, what your plan is to pry out these gemstones? Yeah, I just want to like see if they are, if they can be. First of all, without shattering it, it's just costume jewelry. Could you imagine? It's <laughs> just glass. They were on a budget, okay? Yeah, it looks like there's just sort of around like the headrest area. There's there's five very nice looking gemstones that are embedded in there. Are there any any diamonds? Any diamonds? Um, let me see. And approximately how much would the worth of these gemstones be? What did I say? Five? They'd be uh, like around 75 gold apiece. Of diamonds? Uh, no, not, not diamonds per se, but I don't know, emeralds or something like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, they can be diamonds worth 75 gold apiece a pop. I don't care. <laughs> right, does well, does depend- Chai have a proclivity for diamonds? No, I have a proclivity to keep us alive. <laughs> she needs it to be able to have me or her cast Revivify. Yeah, so <laughs> it depends on how you want to play. So Revivify is one of like a couple spells that actually has a co- like a, a gold piece cost to it. Oh, I see. And it specifically it specifically states three hundred gold pieces worth of diamonds. Oh, okay, sure. Let's have it be diamonds then. So like I I want these. So that I can keep us alive if one of us dies. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm not, as much as I want to loot Goblin, I want gems specifically so that I can keep us from dying. Sure. I mean, I guess for the record, like, for Revivify, if you had like 300 gold pieces worth of precious stones, I'm not going to nitpick on that. Okay. I do actually already have 300 gold pieces worth of gemstones from somewhere that we have acquired. Uh, Specifically... It was written down as 300 GP worth of gemstones. Um, I think that was a combination of Elden's uh, dusty remains and then also the little loot stash you found after you fought the giants. 
Yeah, so we've got the... I have 300 from Elden, and then I have 7 of 50 piece gold, mm. 50 GP gems. Um, but I just wanted a backup option. So yep. I would like to take these stones. Okay. Uh, right. Can you describe how you're prying these out? You have Thaddeus within 10 feet of you. Just want to reiterate that to the DM. <laughs> uh, I have... I'm going to ask... Uh, got a bird if I can borrow his fine plus one dagger. 100%. Uh, and I'm going to try and, like, pop them out of the... Or... I believe that's called you said it's a. Yeah, a j- I'm going to do a jimmy. Um, is it a, it's a metal throne or is it a stone throne? Stone. Okay, so yeah, I'm going to... Uh, yeah, I'm going to try this first and I'll see. Okay. Right. All right. So, as you jam in that knife and start to jimmy, oh. you'll jimmy jam. The two flanking seven-foot-tall stone statues lurch into motion. No. <laughs> and also, apparently concealed within the throne itself, one just suddenly molds out of the throne and stands up, and you have to roll initiative. Oh Way no! To go. I was trying to keep us alive, and I'm gonna kill us all. Oh, good, great, good. <laughs> oh fuck! All right. Oh no! All right, Twelve for me. Uh, mine is a a a natural one, but plus initiative is a four. I got an eighteen. Oh shit. What does the 10 feet give me? You're, you're being close to me? I was expecting there to be a uh, area oh, a deck save, thing? save that you needed because if... I mean, I might have to. If you're within 10 feet of me, you get my charisma bonus on top of everything. I have been really trying to create encounters like using the like adjust like the daily adventuring allowance and we're going to see how it goes. Oh, good. Tim, why don't you tell the people at home uh, what all of that is? <laughs> Um, so for a DM, it's, it's, what is what does DM stand for? Uh, direct message. Um, so, so basically an adventuring day, you can have so many encounters and the player's handbooks, or sorry, the dungeon master's guide gives you kind of some rough guidelines as to like how much you can throw at your party in one day before like before they're they're basically completely um, tapped out of of resources and, and health. So for a party of six level characters, the adventuring daily allowance uh, for experience points is four thousand per uh, per character. Um, oh. Now you have to use um, a multiplier to adjust the experience uh, by a factor of like how many creatures they're taking on at one time because like fighting one creature that's worth like a certain amount of XP is is pretty easy for a party of three or four but if they're fighting like eight or ten creatures that have like a much lower XP that's going to be actually like a a lot harder even if they're little piece of shit monsters (laughs) cool alright first up the stone defender that was indistinguishable as it sat in this throne stands up and it's going to 
hit Chai with its stony hands. Yep. 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 It will. I'm sure. Dang, they got higher than 18, eh? I rolled a 19. Yeah. It ah, decks a plus zero, nice. but yeah, I rolled a 19. Oh, mine's minus one. <laughs> <laughs> That's upsetting. First attack is a 16 gonna hit. That's exactly my armor class. Okay, so then the 18 will definitely hit. Oh, double attack. Yep. Great. Yeah, that's fun. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> I'm sure you fucking do. <laughs> yes, quite. Mm, yes. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay. Sorry. Well, the first. Okay, so the second attack is actually going to have advantage because the first one is going to do 12 points of damage and then knock you prone. Oh, no. Okay, so I did not get a crit on the on the second attack. And that would be a total of 11 points of bludgeoning damage on the second attack. So 23 in one round. Uh, yep. Yeah, that sounds about right. Great. That's not, not great. Not great at all, actually. Oh, wait. Not. Matt, is this the type of damage that you're resistant to? It is Holy shit. the one time I, <laughs> I was like, you said bludgeoning. I'm like, oh, my time to shine. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was wondering. I was like, what are they going to do to Matt? Okay. Uh, Thaddeus, oh, it is, is a, your turn. This is really gross. Uh, Thaddeus just stands there and goes, well. I don't like this. Let's get ready to rock. And he uh, takes a couple steps forward, past Chai, and uh, we'll cast with a bonus action Hunter's Mark mm. on the uh, the stone defender that uh, berated our dear druid. And uh, we'll take two attacks with their plus one-ish maul. <laughs> one adjacent. Mm-hmm. The first one will be Great Weapon Master as well. All right. We'll, we'll test that out. Okay. Uh, 17 to hit? 17 does hit, yeah. Uh, so that will be 24 points of bludgeoning damage. Holy fart knocker. Okay, wow. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, how does it react to such a thing? Oh, oh. 24 yeah. points of bludgeoning damage? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Um, it does nothing. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Absolutely nothing? <gasps> You're, the mall like, hits with a force that you think would, like, absolutely outright kill a normal person, but it it's like you just hit the side of a castle. Hmm. It's not magic, is it, your weapon? No, my, my weapon is not magic. That is, that is his turn goes, shit. Well, what happened? Did you, did you do a smite or no? I did not do a smite, Okay. Because no. I wanted to, I wanted, wanted to test to see. this and see if I could get away with not using them. Mm. Um, how big is this thing? It's like seven feet tall. Seven feet tall? Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, can I use my second attack to try to grapple it? Sure. So, athletics check, I guess? Yep. 14. Ooh. Got a total of 8. So it is grappled. Oh, nice. Okay. 
So now at least you can get a bit of distance on it if you want to. I for, I didn't even bother looking at this thing's stat block under damage immunities. So my bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Okay. So it's okay. I can fix it next turn. <laughs> and Thaddeus Thaddeus hits it really hard. He's just like wheel and looks down at Chai on the ground and is like she. And kind of just wraps them all around and try and pulls the arms back behind it so that it's stuck a little bit and can get away and Jack can get away. And he's just like, you best move it. <laughs> best are get these, going. <laughs> these are considered medium creatures? Uh yes. Yes they are. One of the ones uh, that is flanking the throne is gonna move forward and it's gonna take a swing at Thaddeus. I'm thinking a 16 doesn't hit. No, it doesn't. Uh, you see a quick little pulse on the back of his armor as the uh, like the no smoking kind of sign pops <laughs> up, except there's just a rock underneath it to denote no bludgeoning damage. <laughs> <laughs> okay, this is. But it's kind of like the laundry tag. <laughs> this is funny. Like it's you're so wrapped up with. Uh, with the first defender that it like can't actually hit you. It takes two swings and misses both times. So we're going to move on nice. to Gutterbird. Cool. So there's uh, one's being grappled. And then what's mm-hmm. the proximity of the... So one's gotten close enough to take some swings. And then where's the third? It's like 10 feet off to the right to Thaddeus. Um, sorry, 10 feet from Thaddeus. Off to the right of the throne. Hmm. Okay, I think I am going to... I want to try a quick one-two punch of Eldritch Blasts at the ones, the two remaining, the two that aren't being grappled by Thaddeus. Uh, So I have uh, 17 plus my spell attack bonus, so I have uh, 24. 24 does hit, yeah. And then I've got a natural 20. Oh shit. Plus my spell attack. So 20, so I have 24 and I have 27. Damn, okay. This is gonna hurt. And these also are coming with agonizing blasts. So I've got, I got an eight. So, uh, so that's gonna be 12 for, for one. Uh, and a seven, so that's gonna be 11 for the other. The second one would be the plus ten for your crit die too, right? Yeah. So and then so yeah. So you'd be taking like the crit would have like the the base maximum damage, um, an automatic ten on the d10. So so wow, that's a sec- oh, cool. the second one would be twenty one points of damage, I think. Hmm. If I heard correctly. So then that's a total of. Um, total of 33 points of damage on the f- on one cantrip. Wow. Boom. Roasted. Uh, that actually puts a big fissure into the into the front of this stone construct. Um, do you have do you have anything else or is that is that your turn? Um, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll use uh, if I can just hop back a little bit. Am I allowed to do that? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I okay. feel like they're going to turn to me on this one. Stick and move. Stick and move. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess after it got attacked, it might walk towards you. Um, it'll use its movement to 
Yeah, to try to get up to you. Chai, I don't know... Like, you're prone. This thing's gonna walk past you, so technically you're gonna get an attack of opportunity. You're holding a magical dagger. I am holding a magical dagger. Well, a, a good dagger. I will tr- I will try. Because it's dex, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what my uh, finesse weapons... Okay. Uh, plus one, okay. Uh, that is a 19 to hit. Yeah, 19 does hit. Okay, so that is six points of piercing, I think, on a dagger, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't know if that... It's, it's, it's magic-y, so maybe it does something? Yeah, you can tell that that actually does. It weirdly does more damage than Thaddeus's, like, Herculean <laughs> mall swing. I literally look at him and be like, I'm so sorry. It's... It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> totally fine. Okay. All right. Um, so it'll it'll get up to um, Kevin. When you said you moved back, were you like using your whole movement to get back, like moving as far away as you could, or? Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a okay. good idea. All right. So it it then will like get to within ten feet of you, but won't be able to attack you this turn. Uh, which brings us to Chai, who is currently prone. Uh, yeah, she really is, isn't she? Yeah, I'm gonna go for this. Uh, I'm going to, because I'm already on the ground, I'm feeling like a little inspired. I'm going to look up, and I'm going to, like, look at the stone, like, stone thing that just smashed me to shit, and I'm gonna go, like, I'm gonna go, that was nasty. And I'm like, but everyone sees, like, the S is a little bit more pronounced, and I actually now have a forked tongue. And I transform into a giant constrictor snake. Damn! The one is right up on me still, right? Well, that's the one that I think that Thaddeus is grappling currently, but yeah. Okay. The, there's no one that's beside me that isn't currently grappled, correct? Well, I guess it's kind of like there's the, the other one went up to attack Thaddeus. So you have two that are basically more or less engaged with Thaddeus, who is standing right next to you. Okay, well, I'm going to go for the one... That is being grappled. Okay. And I'm going to make a bite attack. Are your bites magical now? Are your animal attacks magical? They're magic Ooh. bites, yeah. All my all my wild shape damage is magic now. Okay. Bite. So I'm like, I feel like that's important to know for you. Um, I feel like you're going to get advantage on this. That's a feeling that I have. Ooh, ooh. Uh, I like that. I like that feeling. Uh, it is a 19 to hit. 19 to hit, yes. And you take 12 points of magical piercing damage. Ooh, nice. Uh, I don't get multi-attack. That's unfortunate. Um, I will move. If I move, do I get a, someone get an opportunity attack? I mean, if you're moving out of their space, then yes, but... Can I shift in a way that would still keep me within everyone, but go for the one that's... Move closer to the one that's not grappled? Sure. That's what I would like to do. So we will go back up to the top of the round with a stone defender that has just been bitten by a big old snake. Yeah, it doesn't want to just break the grapple. We're going to see. I mean, it kind of is designed to just be up up close and hit things. So that's what it's going to do with Thaddeus. It's going to lash out and try to... Smack Thaddeus a couple times. Um, does an 
Okay, so total of 20. Does that hit? Yes. Okay. Okay, so that's a total of 12 bludgeoning damage, but halved down to 6. Now, it'll still knock you prone, but like, I'm assuming that that breaks the grapple then. Uh, probably. Okay. Uh, it's going to take its second attack. <laughs> Even with advantage, uh, the highest it gets is a 13. Well, that's a big old pile of nope. Yeah, okay. I do... Th- yes, I do lose concentration on uh, my hunter's mark. Okay. All right, Thaddeus, it's your turn. Uh, and Thaddeus is going to stand up, dust himself off, and as he's coming up, you notice that the mall head actually looks slightly different. Oh. There's a very faint but growing in intensity azure glow to it because it's matching his eye uh, as he casts magic weapon. Oh, shit! On his mall. So it is now... I think that gives it a plus one bonus on top of what it's got. Oh, damn. But for the purposes of dealing damage, it is considered magical now. Damn. Tell me that's a yes. tell me that's a bonus action. It is. <laughs> it is. Fuck. Uh, and he stands up and he goes, Now I know you're gonna feel sorry about that one. And he kind of rocks back for the exact same kind of It's almost like a lumberjack chop, but it's with the maul and he's going for the side of the knee to just kind of blow out the entire leg. Oui. Um, and so does that make my maul a plus nine to hit instead of a plus eight? Because it already technically has the plus one, but it wasn't a magic weapon to begin with. Mm, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> cool. Uh, that makes it a 23 to hit. I think that'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll do, now this was not great weapon master, unfortunately. Ooh, but I have great weapon fighting, so those ones and twos get re-rolled. For a one and a two. <laughs> oh my god, no. Um, that puts it to eight points of magical bludgeoning damage. He get like, it's like, actually nine because of the description, but if he gets a little bit of give on the knee, he's like, ah, that was all it took. And he comes back for another one. Do it. Uh, this one's going to be a great weapon master as he is holding... Is as he pulls it back, and he's got one hand on the base of the uh, maul head, and one hand at the very bottom of the handle, and just throws it out wide and comes with all of his like torque that he can muster from his abs. So great weapon master. I mean, if we know anything about Thaddeus, is that his abs are capable of a substantial torque quotient. <laughs> Well, that's the thing, is the torque quotient may have been a bit too high. That's a 10. Oof, I honestly I totally... heard, I heard pork quotient. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the total is a 10, uh, because of the minus 5. Mm. That's, well, you know what, I'm not going to say anything. If anybody wants to gift inspiration in this moment. I don't think I have any to give. We've all, it's all been longer than 24 hours. Oh. Oh, I mean, no, like, it... You have it until you use it, basically. Oh, yeah. I've got one. I would happily gift him an inspiration for Can this. Can we do two? 
We'll see how one. See how the one we'll goes. See how the first one goes. Yeah, I'm a. I'm a hold back. I just want to feel helpful. Yeah. Oh, no. Roll the exact. Yeah, but you might no. this room. <laughs> oh no no no! He rolled the same number again. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. <laughs> Fuck. Oh okay. my god. All right. Okay, well, I mean, that definitely did do something. Like, the, the leg buckled when you hit it, so you definitely yeah. know that. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it only took me a first level, a second level, and uh, three useless attacks to find out that eight damage is possible. Right, okay. <laughs> so this, this um, other one from the left flank of the throne uh, is going to... It's curious about this constrictor. That has shown up, so it's gonna take a swipe at the constrictor, and a total of eleven on the first attack. That's gonna miss. Okay, twenty-four. Uh, let me ju- let me just check that real quick. Uh, <laughs> y- shockingly, it does. Yeah. Thirteen points of bludgeoning damage, and I'm gonna guess you're immune to being prone <laughs> as a snake. Uh, it doesn't explicitly say that, but I'm already on the ground. Right. So... Gotcha. Okay. Yes? Yeah. A, I would assume. A, the other thing that I forgot to really convey, uh, and I think it does play into the visual of what's transpiring, so these seven-foot-tall giant such stone things, they're still classified as a medium. I am a huge creature. Wait, what? What? So I am as big as the giants were. Like I am a like basilisk from a movie size. Like I am a huge snake. From what movie? Like from the Harry Potter ones where you don't want me to talk about. She's about to barf up John Voight. Yeah. <laughs> like I am. So so you know so technically speaking those giants that we fought, I am the same size as those giants. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Fif- 15 foot long snake. That is one danger noodle. One severe danger noodle, one might argue. Um, the only reason I say that, I don't know if it factors in, it just means they can't grapple me. Okay, no. Because I'm it just, two sizes bigger. Yeah, it just went and punched you in the snout. Okay. Uh, yeah. Gutterbird, <laughs> your turn. <laughs> you have... Uh, <laughs> that would be funny if it had a John Voight like, vomit attack. Like It just barfs <laughs> up like its last meal could at you. you imagine? It would be amazing um, if you could do it multiple times and there's just like a bunch of sticky John Voights running around. <laughs> <laughs> like they get up. I mean, I want that they now. They just get up and brush Stick. themselves off after they... <laughs> yeah. Think of all the voter US- fraud they'd engage in. <laughs> Right. The void, voider, but she. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was Jesus. that was the kind of joke I was gonna make. Is uh, you as the warlock stand at the back and go stare into the void. <laughs> stare into the void. The void is calling. <laughs> the endless, deep, dark void. <laughs> you know, John Voight oh used to drive this God. snake. <laughs> the different spelling. Different spelling. Ugh. <laughs> uh. Oh shit! Okay. I think in this case, uh, <laughs> can we do a, a one shot where every player character is like a John Voight character from a different movie? Dibs uh-huh. on the dad from National Treasure. <laughs> oh my I think God. I've only seen him in Anaconda. Uh, <laughs> it's you fine. Seen, his work. You haven't seen uh, Deliverance? No. Mission He's also Impossible. in Mission Impossible, the first one. Uh, okay. 
as the I don't want to spoil it for anybody. But it's just a thirty year old. Yeah, I was gonna say just like a twenty five year old movie. Yeah. As Angelina the, Jolie's dad in Tomb Raider. Oh yeah, he he did like just, he just put, played himself in oh, that movie. Talk about yeah. being typecast, <laughs> right? Um, I'm thinking of another guy. Um, I'm thinking of the dude like huffing oxygen from Blue Velvet. Who's that? Dennis Hopper. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Kevin, it's your turn. Yeah. You've got this pretty heavily damaged stone construct striding towards you with great intensity. It's about ten feet in front of you. What do you want to do? Um, I think in this case, I'm going to stick with the tried and true, and uh, I'm going to try and try and uh, thermal exhaust port that fissure down the middle of uh, down the middle of it with uh, with another uh, Eldritch blast. All right, do it. So I got 16 plus 7, so we got a little 23 action. Um, and then I, because I have two of them, and he's right at, like, I wouldn't be able to... Well, speaking of you... Angelina... Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to talk about the classic <laughs> film that I haven't seen uh, called Wanted. <laughs> Again. Oh, yeah, you're going to do with the... You're going to bend the bullet. It's like bend coming it. right at me, right? Like, I, I wouldn't like be he... able to shoot around it. I'm... Well, hang on. Well, let's roll damage on the first one first and see if see if it's still up after. Oh, I can do that. All right. I mean, it it might do the trick. So yeah, okay. roll your damage. So I got a six with my agonizing blast. It is a ten. Okay. Yeah. You you bullseye the uh, the crack in the statue, and it just guys, come on, grow up. Really? It's, it's literally all just Kevin, too. That's the best part. <laughs> yeah, it's just Kevin laughing. Like the, anonymous, like, the anonymous quality of this podcast. Cause then you it's like I'm just... You guys get blamed for my yeah. immaturity. I'm, I'm just yeah, the like, teacher. On, I'm just the teacher, like, turning around be like, class, come on, settle down. Um, yeah. You, <laughs> just, it, it's your little chortle. I love it. It falls apart. It falls apart into a heap of old dust and rubble. So... Uh, now you have a clear line of sight to two other targets. Split it open like an old log. So what else... Uh, would you mind... Uh, sorry, I'm, I'm too busy being uh, a, a child. A would you mind refreshing my memory as to the the location of the other two? Or what, maybe what they're up to? So there's, there's one that's engaged with Thaddeus that's taken some hits. And there's one that is engaged with... A gigantic snake that has taken no hits. Let's get in on that, the one with it, that is engaged with uh, with Chai. All right. All right. So I got a 10, plus, so 17. 17 hits. And then I have got a... Well, that got wedged between my mouse pad and my laptop. What's the what's the rule? What, or what's the, what happens if that? Is that just a re-roll? Uh, yeah, cock dice are re-rolled. <laughs> Grow up. <laughs> <laughs> so I got uh, I got six. Uh, so a total of ten with my with uh, my agonizing blast modifier. Wow, Gutterbird putting in the work. Yeah, Jesus. Okay, so we're gonna skip the one that's destroyed. We're gonna go right to Snake Chai. So there's two. The two left. One. Ooh, Cobra Chai. <laughs> oh my God. Boy, 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 boy. 
God damn it, that's brilliant. That okay. Like there is no fraction, fear in this druid. A fraction of a second after I finish my drink. I've <laughs> <laughs> oh, absolutely oh. destroyed my laptop. <laughs> oh my God, that's so good. Okay. Uh, God, now I need to come up with like a sick move. Um, Sweep the leg. So, yeah, well, I kind of want to try. Um, what? I'm just kidding. Um, okay, so there's the one that's taken damage. So Kevin just eldritchly blasted the one that just hit you, so they've both taken some damage. I'm gonna... Is there one that is closest for uh, Thaddeus? Or are they both in range for Thaddeus? Well, I mean, the one... There's one that's in your face, like it hit you last round. Mm-hmm. I was, but I technically said, like, I was close to both of them, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh... Is Thaddeus also close to both of them? Uh, close enough, sure. Okay. I'm going to grapple the one... Or, sorry, I'm going to constrict the one uh, that is taken less damage. Okay, so that's the one right in front of you. Yeah, the one that hit me. So, I make an attack roll against it. 23. Yeah, 23 does hit, believe it or not. What are the odds? Okay, so it takes uh, 13 points of bludgeoning damage. Mm-hmm. And the target is now grappled. Okay, grappled. As I literally wrap my body around it. But leaving convenient openings so that Thaddeus can hit it. All right. Um, back up to the one that is fighting Thaddeus. Uh, 24 total. I'll allow it. And 10 points of bludgeoning, which will go down to 5. Again, it knocks you off balance, so it's going to take its second attack as you're prone. Ooh, so close. An 18 and a 19. Um, and that'll be 14 points of bludgeoning damage, half down to 7. Man, this armor is saving your life. Yeah, like I'm not even at half HP. Yet, That's and crazy. I've taken several of these slabs. You're a mega sponge. Only yeah, in these yeah, specific in circumstances. This room. Yeah. <laughs> Thaddeus is just like, I never want this fight to end. Yeah, my time to shine. I'm gonna roll my concentration checks for magic weapon. First one's a pass with a 22 mm-hmm. on my con save. And a 17. Nice. I only need to get above 10. All right. It is your turn. I'm going to use this die for my attacks. Mm -hmm. Um, And so a constricted individual. Do I have advantage against that? You do. Thaddeus is going to stand up, look at the one he's fighting, and is like, I don't like you. (laughs) So just wait. (laughs) And he's going to, as like, he kind of just puts up the hand to be like, wait a second. Grabs the mall and wait, literally can I, just one eighties around with an overhead swing down. On can him. I just say that like I have like my the tail is just like pointing at like an opening. It's like right here, and I'll spring, like I'll open like the, like my my coils around the. It's like right here. It's the squishy bit. Uh, yeah, and he's gonna come in for the overhead mall swing straight into the uh, designed target area. Fuck it, great weapon master. Ooh shit. See, when I roll the other dice a bunch, you decide to behave. 
Um, that makes it a 22 to hit. That does it, yep. So we have, oh, 26 points of magical bludgeoning, uh, 27 points of magical bludgeoning damage. Sorry, that was your first attack? Yeah. (laughs) Okay. On the one that Chai has constricted. You suddenly find yourself like coughing because there's this, this explosion of dust, and you just hear like pebbles like spilling out along the floor at your feet. Uh, you you pulverize the grappled stone defender, leaving one left. <laughs> and that is just kind of turns back to the one he was told to wait, and he's like, "See, now it's your turn." <laughs> Uh, I am going to... Yeah, screw it, Great Weapon Master again. Twelve? Twelve is a miss. Poop. <laughs> he just looks back at this one and be like, You son of a bitch! <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> Alright. Kevin, your turn. There's one target remaining. Well, at the... The risk of becoming rote and a hack. I'd like to to wind up a juicy eldritch, uh, one last juicy eldritch blast. Hopefully, <laughs> one last. That that was very presumptuous, and I will be uh, I will be punished for that. I feel like <laughs> one la- one last jeb. Yep. <laughs> juicy eldritch blast. Everybody gets an acronym. Evidently, Jesus. Jeb him. Let's give him a jeb. Okay. All right. A j- it's like a New Zealand jab. Jebelin missile? It's a jeb. <laughs> okay, so I have rolled a 14 plus 7. So that one is a 21. Yep. And uh, for the, uh, would you prefer me to do uh, Eldritch Blast 1 and then Agonizing Blast, or do you want me to do 2 and then the other and 2? Does that matter? Yeah, roll both, because, I mean, cool. there's no other targets in the room, so we might as well put them both on this one. Beauty. All right, so then, ooh, I got a 16 um, plus uh, 7, so 23. Wow, man, you're rolling hot. It's hot. It's a hot roll kind of night. <laughs> Some hot rollers. I'll be this nice and curly. Jeb is on fire. All right, so then I have got a 8 plus 4, so 12. And then, oh, well, that's okay. And then a 1 plus 4, so that is a 5. And if I could, I'd like to say something witty as I as I shoot them. I would like to say, say hello to my say hello to my friends. This is Jeb and George W. Bush. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it has no comeback, which is not surprising because it doesn't have a mouth or a face. Uh, Even but we'll... if it did, it would be this would be incomprehensible. Oh yeah, no, it would be it would be dumbfounded as to the the references it doesn't understand. Uh, Chai, your turn. Be a hot minute. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna bite at the one that's remaining. Cause why not? Bite it. And it's caught. Ooh, not great. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen does not hit. Yeah, that's that's my shit. Okay. All right. It looks badly damaged. It will 
continue to swing at Thaddeus. Just, just stop. Stop it. Okay. First attack is a clear miss. And the second attack is an even clearer miss. Okay. Thaddeus, nice. <laughs> your turn. Uh, so it's looking pretty decently damaged. Yes. Yes, it is. Uh, Thaddeus is going to take uh, his... He's going to hold the two-handed maul right at the, like, the head of it. And he's just going to essentially punch it with the maul head. <laughs> Uh, for a 22. Yeah, that'll do it. Oh my god, thank goodness for great weapon fighting. Two ones. 13 points of magical bludgeoning damage. Once again, pulverizing out of existence this animated stone statue. Ugh, that took way too long. And there's kind of like this weird dusty haze, like... The drift globe is now like it's almost like there's like a mist around you, but it's just all dust that's been kicked up from these things. Thaddeus just says he's like, "I would like to personally apologize to the two of you for not kicking more ass sooner." <laughs> I feel like I just I gotta take some responsibility on this one. My bad. You put the nail in the coffin, though. I mean, one might say I hammered it home, but yeah. <laughs> one might. A giant spot, like, uh, snake head just goes, ugh, and like lowers. <laughs> but it's like a, uh, Yes. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like it's deflating. <laughs> yeah. I'll barf up a John Voight, but I won't do it with yeah. gusto. <laughs> Where are the gems present <laughs> in this dust and, de- and debris? Oh, yeah, the throne's still intact, and you can... You can now proceed to... I would like to uh, physically remove the throne from the gems with my hammer. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Fair enough. All right. So, yeah, combat ends. There do not appear to be any other threats in the room. So what would you like to do now? Physically remove the throne from Okay. All right. Yes. (laughs) Literally, literally just like I want to have a dagger. Not a fine one, just a dagger and my giant, like, my two-handed ball and just chisel them out. Okay, you take a few minutes to do that, uh, but you successfully get the gems out of the throne without further incident. What would you like to do next? I'm staying as a giant spider. Sorry, it's automatic, guys. The giant spider. Uh, I'm going to stay as the giant snake for for a hot minute, I think. I can't speak, that, so actually, you guys have at, to make you guys have to make the call because I can't talk to you. Darius <laughs> looks at Chai, then looks back at Gutterbird and says, "I mean, we should probably go to where Grease Trap highlighted, right? That that makes the most sense in my mind." I concur. Can I, as we, so we're exiting the room. That's what you guys are visibly doing. Can I, like you said, there was a lot to this room. Can I, like, go a little farther away from the guys and, like, slither out, like, do, like, a round of the room on the way out? Oh, a sneaky snack. I don't know. I mean, I don't know how sneaky I am, but. Yeah, you just go around the room, like, gobbling up little rats. And, like, by the time you get back, you're so much longer. Yeah. I've got, I've acquired a couple John Voights along the way. <laughs> With each one you eat, you get just slightly just a longer. a little longer. <laughs> I see this throne room is known as Nokia. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
I was just going to see if there's anything else weird and wonderful about this room. I also, as a snake, have blind sight. Yeah, you do a lap of the room. I mean, you take in the the really impressive number of intricately carved uh, statues that there are, but uh, it's clearly like a, a big ceremonial, like grand throne room. So there's not a lot of uh, not a lot of function to it besides like you know being very um, ostentatious in, in certain ways. I will just follow. I will follow them as I cannot speak currently. Cool. Thaddeus will lead the way to the DBB. All right. And uh, yeah, so what's the what's the marching order when you get towards the other room, which I will remind you that Grease Trap... Sorry, I actually don't know if I said it out loud. Uh, Grease Trap identified it as a place of worship, so it's likely some kind of um, church or temple area. Uh, Thaddeus will probably take the lead then. I feel like I might just peek out behind to try and you know, keep an eye on my little guy. Referring to Grease Trap, not Thaddeus. <laughs> <laughs> or, or your penis. <laughs> or that. Yeah, that as well. <laughs> so the temple room. This, this room is 100 feet long and 60 feet wide with 60 foot high ceilings. A significant portion of the northwest corner uh, you can see is filled with rubble from the starfall crashing into this room and then through the floor. Uh, two sets of pillars run the length of the room on the left and right. At the far end of the room, just outside the circle of stony debris, is a stone altar to Morden, shaped like a massive anvil and inscribed with Morden's holy symbol. Uh, quick perusal of the room. Mostly looking for, like... The, the gods I fell through here, so I'm essentially looking for, like, a way down that isn't a giant hole. Mm. I'm looking for something else, just to be on the safe side. Uh, make a, Everyone's welcome to make a perception check. Oh, natural 20. Ooh, I got a dirty 20. You got a 10. Where two of us are very perceptive. Chai and Gutterbird got... Uh, high perception checks. Uh, what were you? Sorry, what were you looking for? Or, or you're just seeing what there is in the room. I mentioned what I was looking for, but I rolled a ten. Hmm. Uh, I was gonna look for, um, like, well, one. The, the, sorry, the, the hole is obviously very visible. Correct. There's nothing particularly wonderful about that. Describe it a bit better. It's it. Looks like it caved in like part of the the floor and sort of like some of the surrounding mortar underneath. So similar to what you saw previously with like the the floor above, it's like kind of like backfilling as it goes. So it's not like a it's not like an open passage. You do notice that there's like this weird like these these weird tendrils that are around the the damaged area and it, it almost looked like like the root system of a tree that are coming out from the hole or like we're collapsed like we're busted out of the ground when the god's eye fell i guess how close like you're you're about 100 feet away so like even with like very mm. very good dark vision like you'd have to go up to to like get a really good look to see what exactly it is i probably as the snake try and like skirt the outside of the room 
and like try and get closer. Mm-hmm. It looks like a like a fibrous root system along the the walls and like sort of around the floor and ceiling where the starfall came through, and there's kind of like this weird. I don't want to say dust, but there's like this particulate that's in the air that looks very abnormal. You think it's probably from the starfall, like maybe like some kind of micros near microscopic residue of like, you know, tiny little magical like things that have just like shaved off of it. Uh, but you see that these, this branching residue on the wall is actually like small tentacles. Like animal tentacles or like, yeah. Oh, great. Can I get closer to the statue and examine that? Yeah. Yeah, of course. Um, what are, uh, Gutterbird and Thaddeus doing? I reiterate that Thaddeus rolled a 10, so... um, (laughs) If the tentacles are pointed out, uh, Thaddeus might do another Divine Sense. Just to be on the safe side for that desecrated business. Or see if the temple is still technically consecrated. Oh, very cool. Yeah. The temple is consecrated. Okay. So we are in a holy space... Even the spots that have the fibrous tentacle business? Yeah, I mean, it's it's super weird, but you would think that these are likely it's the holy, a... Di- it's the holiest hentai? Di- direct, direct result of of the, the Starfall. I mean, you've already witnessed Starfall uh, spontaneously spawn weird creatures, so this seems like something that's in line with that. Well, unless we find a staircase, this is going to get kind of gross the altar or the um what did i say the anvil a stone altar yes is is a holy altar to moradin inscribed with moradin's holy symbol can thaddeus lift it how big is it it's pretty big it's like the size of a um... i don't know if we want to move it i'd like i'd shove i'd like use my snout and like stop you from moving it but, like, why? Well, I can't tell you. <laughs> I'm just going to stop. I want to look for any script on it. I mean, aside from the holy symbol, there's uh, there's really nothing written on it. Can you... Can I guess everyone's welcome to make an investigation check to see if you can sort of discern some more detail about it. Natural one. 18 for me. 16 for this guy. Watched it slide and roll off the three. Yes. Okay. Thaddeus, I guess with your knowledge of things that are divine, you you do kind of sense like that there is a magical component to this altar. And uh, and Gutterbird, I think you, you sense the same thing with your slightly higher investigation check. You think that there's some kind of you know that the that the altar will respond to something, but not like it's it's not something that um, looks like you can brute force it. That there's some kind of trigger to activating something with the altar. That's what two extra two extra points on the dice will get you. Evidently, that's mm-hmm. a whole lot of exposition. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, knowing that, I wonder if. Do we think it might have something to do with our magic dagger? That is currently inside of a giant snake. Oh. 
Technically, it melds into the form that I take. Right. You can <laughs> choose to have the, your stuff all drop. <laughs> yeah, keep um, <laughs> Just John void it? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to... John, John yeet it? Instead of um, yeeting, it's now referred to as voiding. <laughs> void. void? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> People just think we're throwing volleyballs at each other. Yeah. I'm going to try and, like, keep these guys from touching it any further. And I want to look at the tentacle hole thing a little bit closer. Okay. Um, yeah, and I guess to to try to get a bit more information about the altar, anyone can make an arcana check as well. Eh, zeros across the board. Fuck it. I mean, I can. No, that's a two. <laughs> I have an 11. Oh, it is a natural 20. Okay. Plus three, technically. All right. Well, arcana. Yeah, it stays the same. Okay. I don't know yeah. what kind of weird snake sense tipped you off, but um, you know, Thaddeus and, and Gutterbird relayed some some very crucial information, and with your Eladrin slash snake senses, you you can tell that this is um, activated by a, a passphrase. And Thaddeus is just standing there talking to Gutterbird, being like, "No, seriously, I think we need to just like get a hammer." And, like, if we make something, maybe, like, I don't know, like a... Chai would remember back to a a phrase highlighted in a in a journal. Oh, yes. No, Chai, Chai is acutely aware. I am not able to speak to them, nor would I tell them at this point. I still want to look at the pit thing first. Oh, yeah. Okay. What, what are you trying to discover? Uh, I want to see if I can see any, like, movement below it. I want to see if, I mean, if the God's Eye is just chilling there... And I want to see how deep this goes. Like that kind of general, like, peek over the corner assess situation. Oh, yeah. So it's it's kind of like um, a cradle. Sorry. It's kind of like a, a crater that's filled with rubble. So you can't actually peer into it. It's it's collapsed in on itself as it goes. So it's kind of just, you do have a way, you do have a way down through the barracks. How deep is this? Can I like in the is the dust like the the gods I dust coming up through like do, do I think that the dust is what's creating these tentacles basically like it's bringing magic to these things maybe not the dust specifically but like the passage of the gods I through the presence okay. yeah yeah you're pretty okay. sure so I'm gonna like try and like circle the guys and I'm gonna like try and like not constrict them but pull them towards the barracks. And that is like, I'm, but I mean, like, we could just, I could hit it with the hammer. It'd probably break. Okay, and uh, this might be important for going down this tunnel thing. Uh, so technically, as a huge creature, as a cube, I occupy 15 by 15 feet. I was trying to find online how long of a snake that makes me. And a bunch of people were saying, technically, I could be up to 30 feet long with that. It's just a long boy. Mm. Is this a D&D kind of discussion or just a general snake forum? This is a D&D specific. So a huge creature occupies a 15 by 15 quad of space, I believe is what I read. And so like that would be like coiled up. Uh, so I read someone like basically said that like they thought they believed that a, a snake extended could be uh, up to 30 feet long, basically. That's a big snake. I'm just trying to decide whether these guys can use me as like a slide down top, down like <laughs> openings is really what I'm like. How long of a distance can I get for these guys to uh, ride that me? That is one freaky s- fire station pole. 
Right? Like, that's kind of what I was like. I was. This is what I was trying to figure out. You could swallow okay. us, then slither down, and then... I could. I could void the, you guys. The, the real problem is, is we could go down. We couldn't go up. Like, in Snakes and Ladders, you got to take the snakes down. <laughs> so just to be clear, Sarah, you, you have a good idea of what to... what like that you can action something on this altar, but you're wanting to save that for later. I'm wanting to pause on that. So, okay. uh, the guys don't know this, but well, they know part of this. They don't know that the words activate it. My thought is that the whole thing that this ritual did was he closed a gate that was like battling enemies and evil things. So I chai is of the belief that there's a slight chance, a non zero chance that by Opening this gate, we are possibly going to bring back this gated portal enemy to other planes of existence. That's probably my fault for maybe not explaining it well. Like the the um like the altar is is hiding something like it looks like it's protecting something uh finite and based on what you read in Amarthane's journal, you think it's probably books that he was wanting to keep secret. Yeah. Okay, so he, then... He was protecting the knowledge. Okay, so that's things. what, like, yeah. So I have it as, a, like, he performed a ritual and there was a gate closing, and then uh, th- those were the words. So my, my my fear was that this was the gate, basically. Oh, that was no, Chai's no. concern. Yeah, no, there's... You, you didn't pick up anything that substantial from from here. Uh, and the I, I think his journal would have told you let, let the actual location of the gate was further down. So you're pre- pretty confident it's not here. But... Before you can do anything else, I would really love it oh if uh, Gutterbird could make a strength saving throw. What? Why? Oops. Oh no. I got, a, I got the mouse pad wedge again. Uh, 17. <laughs> Ooh, Plus 2. 17. Plus 2 because, yeah. He gets 19 because I'm within 10 feet of him. Dang. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> uh, so. <laughs> Thaddeus, you're looking at Gutterbird, and you see like, like the hood of his cloak start to stand up, and it's like being pulled, like almost like his entire cloak is someone's trying to pull it off, um, but like a small piece of it just tears off, and you look up and you see that there are two white arachnid creatures on the ceiling that have big old lobster pincers on their forearms, and uh, oh god. And uh, they were trying to ensnare Gutterbird, but they failed. And it was my constricting mo- motion; it pulled you away just enough. <laughs> uh, but you know what? We'll uh, we'll leave it there, and you will have oh. to deal with these two nasties <laughs> next time. Okay. <laughs>